first of all, I guess you just got the release on all the front office changes. Do you mind just kind of telling us about them and what to expect them? All of them? Yeah. By memory? <laughs> I guess it's kind of an overall vision sure. of what you wanted to do with the front office. And yeah, then any kind of highlights of kind of Sure. Um, first of all, very excited about uh, the new additions coming to the Jazz. I think part of it shows uh, Ryan's commitment to uh, helping us continue to build a very strong front office, health performance, coaching staff. You've seen the numerous releases about all the other additions and also uh, very happy for, for employees' growth um, with the promotions that we've had. Um, these people are are have been ready to do more, and this is a, a way to recognize them. Um, with some of the new additions, some you know, very strategic, but also really high character, high level of work product uh, people, especially Luca and Chuck, uh, that are coming on that are new additions, um, and then filling out our scouting staff and just not even really a reorganization, but just putting people in the, in the places that they've shown the most growth and that can give the best benefit to the jazz organization now and going forward. Our whole job in the front office is to support the coaches and players and health performance staff to help get, provide what they need and help us make really good decisions. When you um, look at this, this season um, upcoming for you, what are some of the things that you guys have learned from playoff runs in the past that you could possibly translate to, to what you guys are, are trying to do this year. Sure. Thanks, Tony. Um, every experience when you go through playoff runs, uh, unfortunately, 29 teams are uh, disappointed with the, the end result every year. And the best thing that we can do is always look back and see what we can always do better. NBA seasons themselves, every single year is different. Um, it's a new year um, and taking some of those lessons to continue our continuity, um, to add some veteran pieces that we think can add to the group. Um, we've got a good coach and good players and uh, we need some good health this year and good fortune as any, any NBA team does. Um, so I think those are our lessons. We're, we're an introspective group and you know, from ownership on down, giving us the resources and tools to continue to improve and, you know, have a chance to be the last team standing. Before I, uh, any other questions real quick, I just wanted to say uh, one quick thing. Um, it's not so much of a preamble or a filibuster or anything, but with events around Salt Lake City this weekend, I just wanted to express my deepest condolences to the family, friends, and teammates of Utah football player Aaron Lowe um, following his tragic passing. Um, broke my heart this weekend and uh, having a young person with his life in front of him to have that happen. It just reminds us how, how short it is. And I can only imagine what his family and friends and, and the organization's going through. So my, my, my prayers are with them. Justin, how comfortable are you with your team's vaccination level? Uh, we are a hundred percent vaccinated. So very comfortable. <laughs> um, it's, it's been, you know, our guys, our staff, uh, all committed, you know, even, uh, my daughter, Ava, who's 14, um, we were, you know, once she became eligible to, to have a vaccination and she wears her mask at school and 
I said, if anybody ever asks you why you're wearing your mask at school, tell them that you're protecting Donovan, you're protecting Rudy, and you're doing her part to help the Jazz win a championship. And I think it's reflective of what our players, our coaches, and staff as a commitment of, of we're still going to have COVID protocols. We're still going to have, you know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. So taking care of the things that we can control, there's enough that we can't control during an NBA season. So uh, um, I'm happy to be able to say that. Speaking of those things out of your control, do you feel like this season is a return to like a bit of normalcy after last season? Oh, um, I get to wear, I'm wearing a suit today. So that's, that's something different for a year and a half. Um, look, the NBA has done an unbelievable job getting us through the last season with everything. And things are still, um, you still have to be aware and concerned. We have, you know, all the protocols in place. We have, you know, COVID coordinators and making sure that we're doing everything that we need to do to keep our team safe, our fans safe, our community safe and doing our part. I do think that last year was so new with how condensed the season was and, and the enormity of the protocols that we've had last year to get used to them. They're a little different now. So I think it's something that, to answer your question, looking forward to it, I'm, I'm looking forward for all of it to be over, but I, I do appreciate the experience that we've had over the last year to be able to handle this. It, it always seemed like a new road trip or a new, you know, protocol coming out. There's been enough time now where we're pretty familiar operating in this type of environment at a high level as well. Is that a point of pride being able to say that the whole team is back? I mean, I'm sure we've seen news in recent days. There's been pushback and concerns about players and being able to come to training camp on other teams. Yeah, I think, look, it's, it's every person's choice, but um, the fact that our players and our coaches and health performance and, you know, entire organization chose to do that to protect each other um, says something about the, I think you already know how, high character our guys are and how much they care about each other. And I think this is a, a simple gesture to each of them between them um, as well as our fans and our communities so that when they're out and about uh, that people know. And, uh, but yes, I am proud of them. I'm proud of them. When it comes to the things like you said, you can't control last season, we saw not only injuries to Mike and Donovan uh, toward the end of the season, there was also some fatigue with Joe and, you had to take on some extra ball handling duties with some of those guys. Do you expect that there might be a little bit more, uh, I guess, care taken to some of them throughout the season? They might be resting a little bit more to deliver them healthy to the postseason. I think, you know, coach and his staff have done a great job of, of managing a roster and every roster is different this year. Certainly we've had in a condensed off season, um, the Olympics, um, you know, the season running so late for us and then a chance there certainly there's going to be a different approach every year on and the roster and the age and what it is we have a very veteran group and you know we think we've added some some players that can help coach manage that as well so you know the season is is a long one um we're going back to 82 games and what that cadence is like as opposed to last year um playing 72 in such a condensed place and then getting ready for the playoffs. And the most important part is, is that we're ready, healthy, and playing at a high level uh, when the playoffs begin and then being able to sustain that through, through that period. 
want to ask about in particular the health and performance staff changes and, and you know obviously Donovan's injury was was a big part of what happened last playoffs. Um, what, did you have what were kind of your goals in terms of changing uh, the, the the training staff and and kind of uh, how do you see that kind of playing out moving forward? I, you know, so with the training staff, there wasn't any impetus to change it because of any events last year. There, there, that's look, injuries happen. Um, return to play. There's always, you know, a bit of a debate and negotiation between players and, and doctors and health performance people. So that, that hasn't nothing to do with it. Um, we obviously lost Doug Burrell last year in his passing. And then, as any professional, you know, professionals have choices on what they want to do. And, you know, Mike decided he wanted to pursue some other opportunities. This season was a grind for everyone. I don't want to speak for him about what those personal things were, but our job here with the jazz is to, you know, continue to put, you know, world-class healthcare performance program in place for our players. And we have, you know, some great people on staff and we were able to add to them. And then, um, put people in roles to make sure that we're, you know, set ready um, and in sync with everyone else as we start the season to give us the best chance possible to be healthy. OTAs over the last couple of weeks, what have early returns been like? You know, it's been a little different this year, Andy, um, because of the short turnaround uh, normal, and then also with some COVID testing. So um, players normally we would do Monday through Thursday, for basically the entire month of September, people trickling in. And then, you know, really this weekend, like most guys in past years would get out for kind of a long weekend. Um, they needed to remain here to start testing there. So they, it's been more of a combination of individuals and then having a chance for some of the young guys to have contact and be ready. Uh, it's been really good, I think, for, you know, I, I really think about Elijah and, and Doak. Um, not to single them out in any way in terms of their play or anything. They've, they've been very good, but makes me think back to last year when we had a draft. I'm sitting here giving a press conference. They literally start camp like four days later. It's like being dropped off on a different planet. You know, when you don't have this summer league and OTAs. So Jared Butler's experience is a little bit more normal um, for him to be ready for camp and Elijah and Doke. It, it, it was really taken away from them last year. And, you know, I felt, I really felt that um, seeing how acclimated they are now. And then, you know, their heads were spinning last year. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of it is just getting these guys ready for, for their first camp of a full season and uh, the young guys getting a chance to play. Um, are you, you know, it's, 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 you guys are expecting to be a really good team this year. Um, but I, are you guys at the point where, you know, I think every team gets to a point at some point where, you know, what they do in a regular season doesn't matter. It's what they do in the playoffs that matters. Are you guys at that point or do regular, you know, does first seed or second seed or 60 wins or whatever, does that still mean some, a lot to you? So first of all, about the expectations, we embrace it. Um, you know, every season offers a new opportunity we have some great roster continuity and some exciting additions and looking forward to seeing what our coaching staff can do with that. Um, I think from Ryan on down, you know, the commitment that he's made uh, for this team, 
uh, along with, you know, coaches commitment, our commitment to put the best players in the court and our players commitment. I think the regular season is still very important. Um, obviously, you know, ultimately we're going to be judged on our results in the playoffs and the regular season contributes towards seeding and, and positioning and uh, games to be, you know, be connected and, and how coach works out, you know, who plays and when and with who. Um, so I don't see us, you know, say, saying, Hey, the regular season doesn't matter. It matters. The playoffs matter too, um, in combination of both. So, you know, we're, we're going to go out there and, and try to win games and try to be connected and try to be healthy and then see what comes. You're moving uh, training camp to Las Vegas. What was the hope for what comes out of that and kind of being on the road together? Yeah. Um, sort of almost like a opening a training camp and a little bit of a road trip. Cause it's, it's not too long. We're only down there for three days um, with some of the new guys and veteran guys, a chance for them to spend some time together. Um, we also have some stuff going on in the building at, at ZBBC and here at the arena that buys us a little more time to get some stuff, you know, you know, cleaned up and construction and things like that. But really it was a time uh, coach wanted to have, this new group come in and, and spend some time together and doing that on the road. It always, always helps. Plus the way our schedule is, we can do these three days, come back, play two road games. And then really from the seventh until our first game uh, against Oklahoma city on the 20th, we're home. So that's kind of where I anticipate it being more of a training camp and two weeks here in the facility. How's it Jared? The last time we talked to you, he was just kind of doing individual stuff. Yeah, no, great. Um, you know, and I, I think I clarified it when we were talking about summer league. It was just more the timing of summer league rather and and where he was coming off and part of his uh, – there were no issues fully healthy. It's just the timing of that contact, you know, wasn't – we didn't think was good for his return to play. Uh, he's been here all month, uh, contact, playing five on five. He's looked great and uh, ready to go. So he doesn't need like a season to adjust or slow down or anything? No, not at all. For several years, the, the basketball ops departments have kind of headed by you and Dennis and David, and now it's you and different people. Uh, what can you kind of tell us about, um, you know, the differences in terms of how things operate and, and in terms of the new guys who you're interacting with? Sure. Um... First of all, you know, we've operated at a high level here and I've had some great teachers and mentors in, in my life with great experience. Um, in the same vein, a lot of those people uh, have been doing the same thing with me for quite a while with Stephen Schwartz and Bart Taylor and Marquise and Andrew Mealy. And they were ready for more. And, you know, the promotions, the titles more reflect what they've already been doing and that they were ready for this opportunity. So we're going to operate much the same way in terms of being connected to coach, connected with our players uh, in a servant type of role of really trying to provide the best roster for coach, the best uh, health performance for players, uh, acquiring the best players that we can and investigating any opportunity. And, you know, this is sort of a natural evolution of this Um with how we're set up, but we're going to be, you're going to be hearing a lot of the same things and a lot of the, you know, the same processes that we have, and then always looking to, to innovate and try to do things better as we've always done. All things considered, when you, when you look at the end of the season or when you look towards playoffs this coming season, uh, 
is this like a benchmark in your mind like that would be a failure or that would be a disappointment or this like obviously i think a lot of the perception is you need to make it out of the second round yeah i'd like to make it all the way yeah. so <laughs> I, I you know i can answer it it's just more the first part that comes to my mind is again 29 teams end up with a result that they were hoping would be not that one. So um, I think the commitment that all of us have made, you know, starting with Ryan and, you know, we're at, at salary levels that we, the Utah Jazz have never been before. Um, we're grateful and thankful for that. And I think we've deployed that in the most efficient way possible and the best way possible. Um, we know that the type of talent that we have on this roster, the, the coaching acumen that we have and the group that uh, we've put together. And so, you know, as I said before, we embrace the expectations, you know, there, we have goals of those. I, I don't know if it's necessarily black and white where it's like, Oh, we did this so we can sit back and say, Hey, we made it out of this. Like the goal every year is to try to win it. And this group together, I think just like last year, we gave our ch ourselves chances to do that. And we're giving ourselves another chance to do that this year. And hopefully with the experience from last year and the year before that, you know, it becomes an evolution of, of finally being able to break through. Sorry. No, no. Just as a follow-up to that, I guess what encourages you, uh, what, what makes you believe that what this year gives you a better chance to go all the way than, than what you have last year? I think another year of experience, um, another year of continuity with a lot of our main players. You know, look, our off season, you know, we, you know, some people would say we, we tried to improve around the fringes. Well, the reason you try to improve around the fringes is because the core is really, really good um, and have had a high level of success and production and in past results. So taking that and trying to add a little more versatility, um, a little more depth maybe that to get through the regular season as we get older and need to rest some certain guys just coming off the short off season, that's just going to be a natural byproduct of the way season was set up. So just trying to get through that and give ourselves another chance to keep this window open of this group that we have together. One of the things I've heard is that having Ryan and having Dwayne around uh, gives the team kind of a different energy and kind of the off-season conversations you end up having and the team ends up having. How have you seen that kind of play out over the last few months of the off-season and, and what impact has it really Yeah, Ryan, Ryan and his ownership group have been just absolutely great to work with. Um, their involvement is in in support of like, hey, how can we – how can we help? How can we help do whatever we can to help the jazz win a title? Um, whether that's from a financial standpoint, from branding standpoint, from, you know, mentorship and just being, being here, he loves being around the team. He's got so, Ryan, especially and Dwayne and Ryan Sweeney. They, they have a ton of stuff going on, but um, they are not, by no means absentee. They are, you know, involved and excited to be involved and great resources for me and coach uh, and our players for things that um, we want to run by them. And they're, they're obviously owners. So they own the entire team, but they're partners with us in terms of trying to help us in any way possible. So it's been great.
with Milwaukee winning, I know it's been a few years since you were there. Did that feel like a process you remember kind of building to get to that point? And is that something you can carry over here? I mean, does it feel like, Hey, that was the plan all along? Look, you know, with Milwaukee credit to them, they, they, uh, they went out and won it. And certainly, you know, if you look back in past history, it, it, it takes a while for teams to get together. It doesn't mean that you're supposed to go through awful disappointment for two or three years before you break, but it, there are some trends of that as teams are, you know, filling out their core and, and producing at a high level. And then, you know, each playoff series and, and year is completely different. And sometimes you have good health and good luck. And when the moment comes, you're able to produce. And other times it just doesn't, all those things have to come together and it doesn't happen. So Milwaukee's an example, you know, the bulls before they started their run was an example, Detroit before that, uh, many, many different teams as opposed to just even Golden State had to go through a couple couple years, Oklahoma City. Um, so what we're doing is, you know, we've got foundational players in their prime and a great supporting cast around them that are in their prime. So, and that they've been together for a while that we didn't throw all these guys together in one year and say, hey, here's all this talent, go figure it out. I think continuity helps and um, – Certainly you see that it can happen. We always knew it can happen. We just do everything we can to have it be us. Does it feel like there's a different feeling around the league because the Toronto's and Milwaukee's and Phoenix's are having success when there aren't huge profile names? Um, I don't know. And I, I've always just kind of, this is, I'm about to start my ninth year in the league on this side. And uh, I've just felt that there's so many organizations that have, gotten a lot smarter um all the technology available all the 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 talent that is out there um teams are doing a better job of just acquiring and and team building so what i think it is is that from a competition level and the way our rules are set up that whatever market level or size or TV market that if you build a good team, it doesn't matter where it is. You can win without something saying, you know, excuses. Oh, I've got one arm tied behind my back because I'm in this market or anything else. I think there's many examples as you've just listed of, if you do things right, that you can win a title and multiple ones. Time for one last more. Can we have What's your best path? What's your path to a title this year? Um, win 16 games in the playoffs. <laughs> What's the process Sorry, of winning those 16? What's the <laughs> process? <laughs> what goes into the ingredients? I'm going to tell, tell you a real quick golf story, okay, with your question that you asked. So I was in, this is like five years ago, actually longer than that. It's before I joined the Jazz. Gene and I are on an island. We got a, it was really before we even had kids, and I'm playing golf. And there's a, you have to have a caddy at this place. And, you know, they're supposed to help you read the greens, right? And so normally they say, like, okay, this one breaks left or right. And I was like, where am I supposed to hit this? I'm like 15 feet from the, the hole. He goes over, takes the flag stick, points it in the hole. That's where you're supposed to put it. <laughs> so, so is it that I'll let simple? you ask, ask the question again if you don't want to what, smart what, is, what are the ingredients and what goes behind your ability to win 16 games come playoff time? Health. Talent being connected. We have absolutely everything 
here to give us the best chance to win. Now those things have to come together. Again, some of them are in our control. Having a great coach and staff, having great players, players with high character that care about each other and like each other, are connected, familiar with each other, comes down to health. If we're healthy, we're good. Really good.